Welcome to the Steady On Stronger Together podcast. I am your host, Angie Bauman. My guest today is speaker and podcaster Nikki Tig of the ministry Constant Surrender. Nikki's outlook on life is one that I admire so much. It's the attitude of giving and re-giving the circumstances of her life over to Jesus, the one who truly controls instead of holding tightly to things, trying to control them all herself. I really appreciate Nikki's willingness to confess and talk about that it's a struggle and how she continues to try to take steps forward in a more fully surrendered posture. As you join our conversation, I believe you will learn things from Nikki just as I have. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On community, and welcome to this Stronger Together conversation. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me today is Nikki Tig. Nikki, welcome to the Steady On community. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much. I am super excited to be here. Nikki is the voice behind Constant Surrender, which is the topic that we are going to be talking about today, and she is a speaker and a podcaster and works in student ministry. She just told me that she spends a lot of time with middle schoolers, so God bless you and your <laughs> and your ministry. And um, she's a wife and a mom and a lover of Chick-fil-A fries. And I just have to ask, uh, why Chick-fil-A fries? Just what do they do for you, friend? Man, I don't know. There's something in them. I love those fries. And I also am a, lo- a lover of salt. Oh, yeah. So uh, they have to have salt on them and Polynesian. And I could literally eat them every single day. Kettle cooked barbecue chips. That's my, uh, mm. Mm. I just, I just don't even want them in the house because I can't stay out of them. <laughs> it's just a bad thing. So every once in a while, my I younger son will buy a bag and I'm like, oh no, sweetie, you have got to st- keep those away from me because I cannot stop. So I feel you. So we're going to talk today about surrender and the idea of surrender. And you have talked about, I've read or listened to you talk about how When the pandemic shutdown began in March of 2020, we all remember that well, when that began Mm -hmm. to happen and the reality of that, because there was this global reality, but also an individual reality, I think. I mean, that's how I experienced it. Like this is happening to all of us, but it's happening Mm -hmm. and uniquely to each of us. And you've talked about how that really impacted your spiritual life. And so I wondered if you just talk to us a little bit about what that was like. What, What do you understand now about kind of what God was teaching you maybe about control. Yes. I remember so clearly driving home one day and all these things are going on, these news stories and this new virus. And there's just so much. And I can remember just feeling fearful, but also going into that mode of like, okay, we have to make sure this is done and this is done. And what about this and all of these things And then I, well, that, that's just, that was just my norm. And I guess I didn't realize it, but definitely had that moment on my way home of just release as in releasing control. And I realized that I was trying to control all the things, which were, I mean, they were not bad things. You're wondering what's it look like for my job? What does this look like for my husband's job and all of these things? But I was just smack in the face with the reality that I was trying to control the situation and that I never really had control. I never really had control. So I needed to, it's so funny how I say, give up something. I never, it was never mine. That was Mm. false. You know, it's never, it was never really mine. God's always been in control. So 
spiritually, that was very freeing for me. So that became just more of a rhythm of how I am, am trying to be intentional with uh, the way that I live. It's just open hand posture and just remembering to surrender. And that has been awesome. Do you, good. I'm going to get to that. I want to ask you, did, do you, did you recognize in yourself a, a desire to control? Was that something that you feel like you'd battled or was that kind of, Hey, I didn't even really recognize this about myself, but now I see it. Oh no. I thought I was being responsible. Hello. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I am responsible and I'm making check, sure I'm a good steward check, of, check. of all these things. So yeah, I didn't realize it. And I mean, I think in the back of our minds are kind of think it could be control, but it wasn't one of those moments where I can say like, oh, I'm gripping the wheel, Mm -hmm. Lord, and you can't have it. It's just, I thought I was being responsible. And I I mean, there is a level, obviously we need to be responsible and steward, you know, his gifts well, but I realized that that's, yeah, I was, I thought I was just being responsible. (laughs) Well, I want to ask a follow-up question to that too, then, because I think that's a tricky line or because I like, I'm a very responsible person and I think you're right. I think we, God asks us to be responsible stewards of our time and our money and we need to take care of our family, the ones that he's kind of put in for us to mentor and we need to have spiritual disciplines about studying his word and some of those things. But then what's the difference? Do you think what have, what's, what have you found in your life is the difference or maybe a, a warning signal or, a, you know, a red flag or something that you're like, Ooh, I've moved from stewardship to control. Uh, the worry, having uh-huh. a, a worry about what if this doesn't work out? What if, what if we lose our jobs? What if we can't pay our mortgage? What if this, and the Lord is so, so kind and so, so intelligent and wise. And he gently reminded me not to ask what if, but to lean in to even if, what if we lose our jobs? Well, even if we lose our jobs, he's still good. Even if we can't pay our mortgage, we're going to be fine. So moving from the what if, which is the worry, to even if and being just surrender, just the posture of surrender. So that I know it sounds it's just four words. What if, even if it sounds so good or a little cliche, it's it's that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's been so, so good because I had that moment and a friend shared this with me. She said, that someone else had shared it with her and just said, what if your worst fear came true? God would still be good. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. I do something. (laughs) I like your language, the what if or the even if better than mine actually, but I do something that I think is similar like with my kids and even with myself when I'm worried about something because I can feel that anxiety rise and I know that's not a good feeling. That's not a that's not a feeling of peace and joy that the Lord promises is mine. And so I do this thing I call walk it out. Like, so what if that happens? And so what if that happens? And so what if that happens? And you kind of, you get to the end and you realize exactly what you said, that most of the things that are most important are still present the same way they always have been. And Mm -hmm. even if there's a loss or something, but most of the things and God is 
always good and always faithful. And we, we mix up, I mix up his promises. I, he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you, but I hear, I will keep you comfortable. And that's not at all what he says, you know? And then I forget (laughs) that I go back to it and I'm like, Oh wait, I've messed up your promise again. (laughs) I have, I have confused what you are offering me. You offer me this companionship, this guidance, this, steadiness, if you will. And, um, you do not promise comfort. As a matter of fact, the word says quite the opposite that we will encounter difficult things and difficult days and difficult seasons. So yeah, that what if, even if I love that Nikki, that's really good. So, so what's, what's constant surrender? What does that mean to you? The, Mm -hmm. the constancy of it, because it, it, that sounds a little daunting to me, like pray continually. I think it would be easy to fall short in those things. So what does that look like for you? For me, it looks like just, and I, again, I don't want to oversimplify it, but following Jesus. And he says that so many times, uh, it's just to follow me and it, that's it. Follow just, it sounds simple, but it, I just have to remember when he is in control and he's leading, I don't have, I don't have to worry. I mean, I don't want to say I don't have to worry. Obviously we have things that come on and in our life, we will have, we have things that come at us, but I don't know. There's just such a freedom and just knowing I'm following him. I don't know. I just can see it just a little path. Like I'm following him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. So a constant surrender is just to, surrender to every decision just daily like not just daily I I mean minute by minute I feel like but again I know that can feel so daunting where it's like what Mm -hmm. pray constantly all Mm -hmm. like you said but just having that idea of constant surrender not just in the big things but the little things there are times Nikki needs to surrender her bad attitude to towards her husband (laughs) so that is is just in that having to remember just to follow him, follow him. And so I'm like, if I'm, if I'm in a bad situation and I tell my students this, if we're living in a life of sin, we didn't follow Jesus there. So I have to surrender to where he is leading. And that's just by one decision at a time. And like I said, it can be the decision to, it can be anything from starting a podcast to, you know, it's like I said, surrender the a bad attitude and that's just uh, what it looks like for me in the big and small things. So for me, starting a podcast, that's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. So, so it's like, and so I say that because I know that there may be someone listening thinks it, it, it doesn't matter. It's not bigger. It's all things. It's in all things, not just the big things, not just the small things. It may be surrender. There are times that I know that I need to tidy up my house and I have to surrender Netflix, surrender, get off the couch and, and do what I need to do. So it, it doesn't have to be this thing where there's an audience involved. It is a private, it's in with your a personal relationship with him. I won't say private because as a Christian, we are, you know, people mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, a, it is a personal relationship that people do see publicly. So I think I like what you're saying. I'm picking up like there is not big and small kingdom work. It really just is a posture of your heart. And so some days what what you're holding on to pridefully, if you will, might be Mm -hmm. an audience or something that like is big or a multi-step project or, you know, a calling that's risky. And sometimes what you're holding on to pridefully is your spot on the couch, you know, and um, and and how do we 
loosen our grip on those things to be responsive to what he's calling us to. I, I, I think, I think you said like following Jesus is oversimplified or something, but I, I think it is simple. Like, I think that that sometimes is what makes it challenging is because it's not easy, but it's right. actually simple not hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hard to understand. And, yeah. and the good thing is we can, as you said, just keep going back to it and back to it. You talk about the difference between letting our feelings guide us and letting Jesus guide us. Talk to me about what that's like for you and how that works into this idea of surrender. Yeah. So I struggled for a long time, letting my feelings guide me and thinking that I was completely right in doing that because I, I was like, well, I, I feel this way and it's a true feeling. So you feel lonely. Therefore you say I am alone, you know, or just really surrendering to those feelings. So, um, when I, when I think about letting our feelings guide us, it looks like anxiety, fear, stress, worry, bad attitude, you know, feeling rejected, all of these things. And although our feelings are real, they can't be our guide. And we can't let our feelings lead because when they do, when we do let our feelings lead, it can look like thinking, oh, my husband isn't attracted to me because I don't feel attractive. Or it can be thinking my life is so boring because I I just feel like everyone else has all this stuff going on that everyone else is on vacation. I feel like we should be able to take more vacations. And when you have those mindsets of those feelings, when I think about, oh, if I have that mindset of, I feel like we should be taking more vacations. Who is benefiting from that feel, from that mindset? It's not me. And it's definitely not my husband, (laughs) you know? So that just invites so many other things in. And another thing I think of is, is the way we let our feelings guide us when maybe there's some listening and I'm, I'm one of those people who have made unwise choices in your life and you feel ashamed Mm -hmm. and, oh man, when you let shame be your guide, you crash and burn. So that is just, I don't know. I just noticed those feelings are valid where we do have these feelings, but we can't let them lead. We can't let those feelings lead. They're not truth. Yes. I, I tell myself feelings aren't facts. Yes. Yes. Don't again mean to right. oversimplify and say that feelings don't matter. Not saying that at all, but feelings aren't facts. Um, so I think feelings, this is just popping into my head right now. I'm interested in what you think about this. It's like a like pain. Like if you if you cut yourself and your body tells you pain, it's like, hey, this needs attention, right? Like this, take it to a doctor maybe or something, get this checked out. Something's not right inside. And I think our feelings, especially the negative ones, which we're kind of focused on right here, um, the negative feelings can kind of be like that too. Like something is wrong and it needs attention for your, from yourself, a self-examination from the Lord, you know, and can we those do those negative feelings like propel us, if you will, send us back to him or do, as you said, we lean into them and let, and try to cover them with something that'll make the feelings better or go away? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, 
I think I, I see that a lot uh, where we try to cover them up. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, I was wearing a mask before COVID, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's just masking those feelings, you know, and, you know, a, a mask that other people couldn't see, but I was putting a mask on when I walked out the door because I was covering up how I was really feeling or doing things to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So I do think that many of us fall in those categories where we try to avoid or numb our feelings um, and, or we just cover them up. But, and again, those are great. They're indicators. Like you said, there's, it's showing something needs attention. So they are not to be dismissed. Mm -hmm. They are not to be dismissed, but you know, saying that they're also, they're not to be in charge is what I hear you saying. Yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about if I am, I may feel hungry, but my body really is thirsty. My body really needs water because I've neglected to fuel it properly. You know, so it's just those things. Not Chick-fil-A fries. That's not what it is. I know. (laughs) I know. I can't drink the Polynesian. Oh my goodness. I wish I could. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Hey, Steady On friends. I'm cutting in right here to let you know I am hosting a free virtual retreat coming up on September 24 and 25. And I'd like you to consider this your personal invitation to join me for the event. Through the two days, we will be camping on Psalm 139 and learning more about how we are known and loved by God. Special guests are going to include Heather Dixon, Robin W. Pearson, Talisi Guerra, and Cheryl Shoemake, all of whom are friends of this podcast and voices that may be familiar to you. There will be an option to watch either live with me and other guests or with self-paced videos that may better match the needs of your schedule, or you can do a little of both, whatever works best for you. The registration link is in today's show notes. And again, the entire event is free. I hope you'll take a second and learn more about it because I would love to study with you. No, I hear you though. Yes, because we, I know I'm teasing you, but what you're saying is, you know, we're not really asking what the need is. Uh, We're feeding it with something that actually won't satisfy ultimately. I mean, it might satisfy for a moment because they taste good, right? But Mm -hmm. ultimately it's not going to make the thirst go away because we didn't actually give ourselves what aren't what we needed. Do you think that we're always surrendered to something? We're, we're following Mm -hmm. something always. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. And sometimes it's our flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes it's our feelings and sometimes it's, you know, image and things like that. So I do think that we are surrendered to something. So the concept of constant surrender can feel like, oh, a constant surrender to Jesus. Well, we're constantly surrender to something. something. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just, what I'm picking up as I listen to you talk. I just mm-hmm. thinking about that in a new way. Like, I think it's not, it's really the question, not if we are constantly surrendered, but constantly surrendered to what, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the, it's the right place to put that constant surrender, which I love. I love mm-hmm. the, I love that, that name and those words. Um, just, it raises an awareness, I think. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, I go, you know, in life, we go through things and I, you know, have things that I go through and I have to remember, I'm like, oh, constant surrender. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm going to surrender this to you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I will, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender this to you. It's not always easy because it's so funny. Why do we think we know better than him? (laughs) I don't know, but we do. (laughs) I I mean, I said, funny, not funny. Cause I do, I do the same thing where I think about what you said earlier about, I, you know, to, if you know, you're crossing the line when 
it turns to worry. Um, well, my goodness, then that's something that I deal with all the time. And, um, and it's just, it's because I'm holding something tight that is not mine to hold tight to, I think. Yeah. Mm. What, what kinds of things do you think keep us from this? Like what kinds of things are we trying to control that keep us from wanting or even recognizing that we need this attitude of like, I'm going to just say openness with the Lord, trust with the Lord, even recognition of the way the Lord is working in our life. Right. Um, What, what do we do that keeps that from being how we're living. We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady On University. On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge, and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Steady on University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire. And it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you. Well, I, I think it's, and I'll just speak as women, just because I am one. You yes, know, I think yes. we, we have so much that we can put on our plates um, or some things that it just naturally fall on our plate. And we like to be fixers a lot of times and we like to do things. Therefore we just kind of have this natural thing where we begin to control. And especially with our kids, we can do that. And if I'm honest, then I'm probably going to make people mad. But I think even with our, our spouses, with our husbands, we try to control and, um, You know, that's a reason I think we can have the anxiety and fear and worry and we're stressed out is because we're trying to control things that are not meant for us. They're not meant for us at all. So I do think that we want to see we in that and they're not bad. You, your husband, your, your children, or even our jobs. I know not every person listening has a spouse and children, but just within our jobs or our image, oh my goodness, our image, how, how do I look? How do other people think I look? How do other people see me? Do I look successful? Do I, all the things like all of these things that we try to control. And I think that we're so focused on those things. It keeps us distracted and keeps us from being focused on, on Jesus, because we're not typically, I'm not typically in the posture of surrender when I'm frantic and when I'm busy and I'm trying to do all the, all the things, (laughs) all the things that, you know, as, as women, we, we tend to do, I, I do believe that we try to we, we, that kind of can lead to us having that control and lead to us not being in a, having a posture of surrender or just remembering to surrender. When you felt this switch in you, when you felt this call from the Lord, what were some things that either 
and or you yes and you either needed to remove from your life to to live in obedience to this call or add to or either or both where there's some things that you're like hey I, I need to make a habit shift or something like that that will help me be on this path and stay on this path I just honestly scripture <laughs> that's that's all I can say scripture mm-hmm. is just the you know the the truth and I just had to go back to that. I've just had to switch to have that mindset switch there because I truly, like I said, I was visually, I see just following Jesus. And when I think of constant surrender, it's, it's following in his footsteps, like following him. Literally, I can just, it's just a visual of, of him walking and I'm, I'm behind him. So having to just as simple as that. And just remembering that no matter what, because when you're walking, Sometimes you're walking through a storm. Sometimes you're walking through things that look scary. Sometimes you're walking through uncomfortable and hard and you don't want to walk, continue walking or you want to quit or, or whatever. But I just have to remember no matter what's going on around me, I'm following his path. So that has just that was just my mindset shift because it's not comfortable um, to be quite honest with you. I'm very much um, shy and an introvert, I'm Enneagram five. I like to be in my little hole, like quarantine life was my best life, not leaving the (laughs) house. So when the Lord really hit me with that, I had to remember, I was just pushed. I'm pushed out of my comfort zone um, because I don't want to be, I mean, doing speaking and writing, you're on a stage. That's not, that's not what Nikki would like to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like my natural is to not be that person, but because I, I have to live out what I'm, what he's teaching me and what I'm getting to, to share with other women, that constant surrender, that's what I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to surrender and do this. Um, I'm going to be obedient. That's what yeah. it looks like. I guess I could say that too, just following him. It's not easy. And I don't want to make it like, oh, I'm constant surrender. It sounds so great. All yeah. you do is follow Jesus and that's it. You know, um, it doesn't mean it's not it doesn't have challenges sure. or it's not uncomfortable. So that was a big mindset shift for me. It's just the visual of following him and just knowing, man, I'm doing what he, what he wants me to do. Who, who better to follow? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to follow him. This is, <laughs> this is great. I'm in his will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. Cause you talked about scripture. Do you have a verse, a passage, a character, something that, uh, you know, one or two or something that just, that, that are reminders, constant reminders, if you will, when you feel like maybe you've gotten off track or you feel that worry bubbling up inside of you or something, is there something like that, that you kind of at least mentally go back to and remember that as encouragement to, uh, keep following? Yes. It's so funny. Cause it's a, a, I'd say almost an odd one for that question, but Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask or think. And for, for me, and according to the power that is at work in us, so his power work in us. And I, I had a hard time grasping that. I had a hard time believing that. I had a hard time believing beyond myself and my I don't know, just had a limited thoughts, limited thoughts about 
myself and my life and all the things um, previously. So that has just been a sweet journey. So when I do even have those, any, any of those thoughts that come up that I have to remember that, that his, it's his power working within me. It is not about me. It is so not about me. So that's also it. When I do, I am uncomfortable. I don't love being on stage. I don't love doing all those things. That's not my desire, but it is my desire because of being obedient. But I have to remember it's, it's his power in me. It's, it's just not about me. So that is, that is my verse. And it's just so many levels of that, like how the Lord has used that over and over and over and in so many ways uh, to, to help me learn more about him and learn more about myself. So I don't think really that's sweet. an odd one at all, because as I listen to you talk, it's, it's, there's something in it that reminds you that you're his and that he has you. And, and that's what this is about, right? We can surrender to, to someone that we trust and yes. somehow, you know, somehow that calls you. I, I love it that when we have unique verses, passages, characters that just, we just know that's just, you know, it's, it touches us in a way that, um, that just, it, yeah, it speaks to us beyond words even. And so I think that's just beautiful because it reminds you, it calls you back to trusting him and we all need those reminders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do. And also I'll say really quickly, yeah. which makes me think about that, um, as well. And when we were talking about our feelings, surrendering our yeah. feelings, I think over and over and over second Corinthians 10, five, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every yes. thought and make it obedient to Christ. So I, that's a constant taking yeah. every thought captive. That's, that's constant, you know? So when I have moments when I am in my feelings and I'm, you know, I have to say, what does Jesus say about this situation? I will take this thought and I'll make it obedient to Christ. So that also, that verse also, um, that's yeah. <laughs> very convicting to me. Cause I think about it. Um, I can't, and I can't take every thought captive when I'm so hurried or frantic that I can't keep up with my own thoughts. Right. And so there's this, like, you can't, you can't even like, you're not in charge of them, even though he's in charge of us. But I mean, like you, you, you can't even captivate, no, that's not right. Capture those thoughts <laughs> when they're outrunning you because of yeah. the pace that you're, you know, you're frantic. And so you can't even, you can't even call them to surrender because you can't keep up with them. And, um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's good, not good, but it's a, it's a very good reminder. I hear that call in there. So this has been so encouraging before I let you go. I have a final question for you. I always end on this. So what are you, I love to share resources. What are you, anything goes reading, studying, listening to doing, watching anything that's uh, just bringing you joy and keeping you connected to God right now. Hmm. I am going through, I'm just started week one or I just finished week one, sorry, of the Elijah study by Priscilla Shire. And I have really enjoyed it just being in there for one week. And I think part of it is it's just good. It's great content. (laughs) It is great content. And it's been just so sweet to walk through it because, um, because I am on church staff and I'm with middle school and high school all the time. I'm usually in a leadership role. So this group, I am a participant. So it's been really good to just soak it in, in a different way. I don't know. It's just been uh, nice to participate and to go through that study slowly and not as the 
facilitator. So yeah. it's been really good. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Nikki, this has been so great. I have loved talking to you today. Thank you again for joining mm-hmm. us. Nikki can be found at NikkiTig.com and I will link all of that along with her social media all that good stuff in the show notes today and um, just all the best friend. Yeah. Just, I really, really appreciate you. you. And I love the content that you're putting into the world. Thank you for spending Mm -hmm. this time with us today. Thank you so much. This is awesome. So fun (laughs) until next time. Peace. The thing Nikki said that struck me at the core was her description of what if versus even if when I worry, what if something happens I am squandering the peace of remembering that God says, even if that happens, I will never leave nor forsake you. Thank you, Nikki, for stating that powerful reminder in such a profound way. If you haven't already, I hope you'll subscribe to the Steady On podcast today. When you're subscribed, you'll automatically see the new episodes plus any bonus material. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.